So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 114 for August 6th, 2017. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. This episode goes out to you, Ginger. Come on down to the office before end of day today. We'll record us talking like Ivor Glass, and you could use that as like, you know, your voicemail or something like that. You could do whatever with it, but uh, offer expires at midnight. Hurry up. Yeah, except she's probably not going to listen to this before midnight, but okay. That's not my problem. Yeah. And then we have <laughs> Nicole Nicolotis Robinson Carroll. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi, Nicolotis. And we have a new member. It's not Andrew Roy McVeigh. We have Earl Gray Third. I don't know if I can say your full name, but I just did. Well, thank you very much for the effort. Either way, I'm excited to be here and be the... Worst new cast member since Cousin Oliver. Oh, good. Now, question. Do you have, like, a handle that you use, like an online persona, or is it just Earl? Well, I usually just, I've, I've gotten more boring as I've grown older. So I'm Earl Third on most things now, but there's still a few remnants of my older days when I went by Dr. Aspartame, or sometimes St. Aspartame. That that sounds like something Connor would come up with. Yeah, don't worry. We here at the Read and Entertainment Podcast know what it's like to finally slowly abandon an online handle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although Connor has changed his handle in the couple of years that we've been doing this podcast. I have. Yeah. I used to have numbers at the end of my name. Yeah, Nemesis0320. Used to Isn't be. that easy to remember? Yeah, it's super easy. So let's start out with Nicole. What uh, what games have you played this week? This week I have been playing some more Bloodborne. Uh, I picked up Fallout New Vegas again over this weekend because I've just been really itching to play a Fallout game again, and New Vegas is my favorite. This is actually the first time I've played picked New Vegas back up since I moved to Las Vegas. So, of course, I'm playing through and, like, seeing all this stuff that I recognize from real Las Vegas, which is really fun. And I also played a little bit of Yandere Simulator. I have a Yandere Simulator-related video coming up on the channel this week. And that's the one where you hunt down boyfriends and kill them no 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 you uh you protect girlfriend you you protect you protect your senpai from all of those other trollops who want to take him from you oh good huh senpai you don't understand i understood some of those words uh i kind of know senpai there was that other one you said i have no idea man Yandere. Yeah, there you go. I, I kind of know what that one is, but yeah, I like is, write uh, that definition. Aurora was our yeah. our anime expert here. We're really missing out this week. Yeah, our yeah, anime expert uh, who well, doesn't. Yandere. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, Nicola, it's no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but, but Yandere is a Japanese portmanteau that basically means lovesick. So this person becomes so obsessed with another person that they will do literally anything to do what they think is is protecting their their loved one the focus of their of their obsession to the point where they'll even if they see him talking to another girl she might just kill that other girl mm, that sounds healthy 
and so and, like think of have you, if you've ever seen the anime Future Diary, you know Gasai is like just probably the most widely known Yandere in modern anime. I've never seen that anime. Nor have I. Have you seen that, Earl? I have. Uh, I've seen anime that that isn't that. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. me too. <laughs> uh, I'm way behind on my anime consumption. Yeah, yeah. I, there's there's very few anime that I actually enjoy watching. So uh, one about lovesick people murdering other people, not quite up my alley. <laughs> It hits a little too close to home for him, you know. Yeah. Oh dear. Exactly. <laughs> so problematic. So let's move on from murdering uh, high school, school students <laughs> and ask Connor what games have you been playing. So before I say what I've been playing, I just want to do this short little preface. I had a little incident this week with some staff of uh, the train station, uh, train service I used to get into work every day. Uh, so after said incident, I walked off in a huff and said, "Fuck this!" I'm gonna go get myself something nice i uh, went to the game store where they had signs up everywhere saying switches now back in stock so i walked in and asked if switches were in stock sure enough they were sure enough i now own a switch nice. i have been playing the hell out of zelda like it's when so it's good work i'll just kind of crack the lab door and play it just a little bit just kidding that was a joke hi bosses i uh i play games at work sometimes usually on my breaks yeah, and, you know, sometimes I'm done with all my stuff I need to do. Yeah, yeah, I know how that goes. So you've been playing a lot of Zelda. Have you played anything else? Uh, oh, well, besides little... Dishonored, literally right now. Uh, no, I'm not playing Dishonored. I decided I need to be paying a t- little bit more attention this week. I'm playing Titanfall 2 now. Oh, good. Uh, they have this new frontier defense <laughs> mode. It's horde mode, and it's awesome. Oh, okay. I haven't played that game since we played, we played it. it. Yeah, probably. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. It. Uh, I noticed that you were greatly dispositioning my team. Yeah, sorry. And we actually, it's funny because I'm usually not the worst person. So I'm like, yes, I'm still not the worst. I'm pretty bad, but I'm not the worst. And uh, Earl, what games have you played this week? Well, I've been working on uh, whittling down my PlayStation 4 and Vita backlog. So... While uh, moving up and about, I've been actually playing this Taiko Drum Master game for the Vita. That's uh, pretty good. It's getting to the point where it's getting rather difficult, though, especially considering you don't have actual drums to play with. It's just using your fingers. And then on the PlayStation 4, I uh, played through one of the uh, Atari collections that came out last year and have recently recently been playing through Dangerous Golf, which is oh. a golf game designed by the Burnout people. Isn't that like... You're golfing indoors? You golf indoors and your golf ball can explode, and it's all about creating destruction. Oh, okay, so it is burnout, just with golf balls. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know how there's, like, crash time and burnout, and you can move in slow motion? Yeah. Like, after you destroy a certain amount of objects with your golf ball, it effectively becomes crash time, and you aim for things. Oh, that sounds based on, you know, human physics? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's magical. So that's good. Uh, and you play that, you play on your Vita because you fly around a lot. So you play yes. a lot on your Vita. How, I do. How is that? Do you like say, okay, everyone, um, you know, buckle your seatbelts. I'm going to go play games now. <laughs> buckle up, buckers. That's exactly what I do. I say, uh, guys, listen, I'm almost done Persona 4. 
I'm trying to get new game plus. Please refrain from asking me to do anything. I'm not sure what you think I'm here for, but I'm telling you right now, it's to defeat the shadows. <laughs> that it, that would be. It does not go over well. If if my flight attendant told us that, I'd be like, I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually I, I save the the video games for when I'm deadheading, which is I'm just flying around with uh, while I'm not working. Or when I get back to the hotel and I'm bored. Yeah, yeah. So you t- stay in a lot of hotels with your job? I do, yes. That sounds awful. I actually really like it because you never have to make your bed. Uh, you don't have to worry about the like, heating or cooling bills. So you can make it as toasty or as cold as you'd like. And I pay next to nothing for soaps and shampoos. Just, you know, that's just oh. money in the bank right there. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, they pay for everything, I would imagine. They're paying for the hotel rooms and all that. Yeah. I just feel like you probably go out a lot, you know? You do. You do. Because, you know, there's only so much to do in a hotel. In some cities, there's a lot to do. Some cities, there's not much to do. So it's good to be prepared for both. Right. And that's why you bring your Vita. And, and that's Persona why I bring 4. my Vita. Yeah. Because someone, someone has to buy these Vita games. And yeah. Clearly, nobody else is. <laughs> yes, that's it. I have a PlayStation TV. Uh, and yeah, I that's really how like I got. It. That's how they got me hooked. I got one of those because those were like thirty dollars at GameStop, and the Vita library has a lot of very strange titles, and that's a type of video game I enjoy. Strange. So I said, I'll just pick one of those up, and then I said, like, you know, what? I really, I really do enjoy this library. I think I'll just buy a Vita, and I bought one for my. Uh, for my vacation last year, because I had a very long plane ride to get to my destination. And I said, I know how I'll burn 16 hours. I'll buy a Vita. I know nice. that, I know that Connor, you have a Vita, don't you? Or, or did you at one point? I do. Yeah. Uh, I actually got it in arm's reach of myself right now. Yeah. See, there's two people, two people with Vitas on and this my podcast. My coworker has three. So that makes all five of their sales. Wait, we did it, guys. <laughs> we found them all. Wait, you have, why, why three? Uh, he collects stuff, and then he, he's a scalper. He scalps. Oh, okay. And the Vita sales didn't go so well, so... Oh, I see. Hardware. I, I mean, I have Se- four Sega Genesises, so I can't really talk, but... I think they're just called Genocide at that point. I, I thought they yeah. were Genocides. Idiot. <laughs> um, I stopped following the Sega Genesis after Peter Gabriel left the team. T. Sorry, that was awful. That was a Genesis joke. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, probably yeah. make me laugh, but I got <laughs> it. Uh, so my the games I have played uh, have been Biting of Isaac because it's really easy to go get some lunch and then play a, a round of Binding of Isaac while on my lunch. And I've been I started Chrono Trigger because I've never nice. actually I've never actually played Chrono Trigger. How you liking it so far? It's pretty good. I just got to the. I don't know. I'm hoping I'm not spoiling it for anyone, but if I am, it's a fucking twenty year old game. So <laughs> I got to the scene where it's it's pretty early in the game where like there's the they they are executing Chrono. They put Chrono into. Oh, so you, you haven't played much of nothing yet. No, no, I haven't. So I got to that point. Uh. I found that the retro pie is really weird. So I have a Raspberry Pi that I use as an em- with the emulation station. And with the emulation station, if you save the game, it won't 
save it to the SD card. You have to press start and select to exit the emulator for it to actually save to the SD card. Otherwise, the next time you come back in, it won't have your new save there, which was unfortunate. So I lost an hour or so of game time that way. (laughs) Yeah, the first hour of that game could be a little slow, but eventually you'll just have played it so much that you'll just kind of do it by muscle memory, to be honest. Yeah. It's it's a really good game. Don't let that discourage you. No, no, no. It was I a got lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh that's when I got back to it only took me an hour to get back to where I was at, so I wasn't too upset, but I was like, "Okay, this is weird." And I looked it up and they they said you have to press start select to exit the emulator for it to write the thing to the disk, which is unlike any other emulator I've used. So, oh well. Anyway, let's move on to some stories. That's right, that's what we do on this show. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. And, oh, Connor's going to love this one. Wisconsin Company Mm -hmm. offers staff implants for keys and passwords. It's happening! Yeah, uh, so there is, what is it? What's it called? Uh, Wisconsin's Three Square Market. Uh, And what they're doing is they're putting implants in, and they're putting it into... The area in between your index finger and your thumb, kind of popping it in there. And then when you go up to the door, you put your hand up and it'll unlock the door. Uh, You can also use it to buy things from like vending machines and stuff like that. So I would personally totally do this because they're offering to do it for free for all the customers. So the company is going to incur the cost and... Yeah, and it'll get rid of all badges or anything like that. You'll just use the chip that's in your hand. What do you think of this, Connor? I, for one, don't like that a company is the one who's running this. Uh, I think if I really wanted to see this get off the way that I would you know, want it to do, uh, this would be more of a private effort that would then become more publicly available and accessible, much like Bitcoin or something like that. But we're doing it. It's happening. We're getting there. Yeah, I you know, not be more happy about that. It's gonna start with companies and stuff like that because even now, companies are the ones that have like key card access and like pin numbers to get into to certain areas. You don't really see that on consumer things yet because it's so expensive. People are like, "Well, I could buy a doorknob for you know <laughs> right. ten bucks, or I can buy one that has a pin like a pin lock on it." And that'll be 150 bucks. So it's a little bit of a of a price to entry there. So uh, what do you guys think about it, Nick Lotus or Earl? My knee jerk is to be not a fan of that, but I do feel like that's going to be the way things move in the future. Uh, partially, I just don't like getting like shots and needles. Oh. So uh, that yeah. part just seems unpleasant. And then so with this, when you leave the company, do they take it out? That's what I was thinking too. Like they're gonna have to go in and take out the chip as well. When yeah. oh, now I'm just now I'm just thinking about the beginning of Futurama with the career chips. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was imagining as, and that's why I was like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know. And and I, I mean, would I, I would totally do this. It's it, it is it is a voluntary thing. Um, so that would kind of, e- if that eases you a little bit, you can either sign up for it or say, ah, no, I don't want a chip in my body. 
and they'll yeah. they'll be fine with that. So I just feel like that's really easy to take advantage of for nefarious means. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, I, I would mean, totally do I, that, I think it's just RFC, which I mean, some people have RFC readers on their phones. Yeah, depending on what kind of information you're putting on there, that's. I'm just putting my wrist by your butt, and I got your I got you I got your credit card number. Oh, yeah. What, what yeah, do you mean so by like RFC? Do you mean NFC, Near Force Communication? Did I say RFC? Yes, I meant NFC. Okay. Yeah. I do well, this stuff for a living, guys. It's rear field communications, so I mean RFC could be accurate too. That's true. Yeah. So uh, there's another company that already has done this. I don't know the name of the company, but they actually charge their employees. The the employees had to pay the cost to get chipped. So this company is chipping them at their own at the, the company's cost. So I like that. If the if the company's forcing you or not forcing, but it, if the company's wanting you to do something like this, I think they should be the ones who pay the cost for it. Yes. I will I will say that. I I think that all flight attendants should be chipped. Everyone Well and then and then released back into the wild. Like <laughs> yes just to get an accurate count on them yes well the population has been uh just Stagnated. outstripping our, our means of uh of controlling us so you know ever since they stopped hunting us for food it's been hard and hard to control us <laughs> it's true it's true we need to stop hunting flight attendants because they are an endangered species apparently Hashtag equal rights for flights. Oh, I like it. <laughs> that's that's good, actually. That wasn't bad. Let's move on. Let's go to the next story. And, ah, oh, man. It's like I have one story that, that's like, oh, okay, that's weird. And then this story is like, ah, uh, they're already pissing me off. So Verizon decided to do a little bit of a test and uh, break net neutrality laws. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of breaking net neutrality laws. So they th- started throttling on, I believe, the mobile uh, on their on their phones. They started throttling uh, like YouTube videos and Netflix videos and stuff just to do a, a quote test to see if it was okay. And oh yeah, it's it's uh, customers reported that the ISP was throttling Netflix video. So. That would be, of course, a violation of the current FCC guidelines, but the current FCC uh, with Ajit Pai isn't going to enforce the FCC guidelines because he wants the net neutrality guidelines gone so that Verizon can do stuff like this. And it's really, really upsetting to me because... The whole idea, and I know Nick Lotus isn't going to talk about this because she's NPR and has to be neutral, but yes, yeah, sorry, but um, you look at it and he's trying to get rid of these guidelines and the whole point of the anti uh, or the, the, the net neutrality guidelines were to say, hey, Netflix will get throttled if they don't pay a fine. YouTube can get throttled if they don't pay a fee. If if you're a smaller company and and you're starting out and we have someone like Verizon that's like, oh, hey, we're going to start throttling your internet or, or the connection to you from our services with unless you pay a fee <coughs> that you can't afford. 
then you're going to die pretty quickly because if somebody's going to Netflix and they're they're fine, but you have a Netflix competitor and they go to you and they they have to buffer all the time or the quality's lower because they can't get a good stream to you, then you're you're going to be canceled and they're going to go over to Netflix or Verizon's one. So, that's the entire argument for net neutrality. And Ajit's Pai argument is like, oh no, we'll make them sign like a, a thing that says, no, nah, we totally won't do that. And then they totally do do that. So, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Besides Nick Lotus, who's not here. She's mysteriously absent. Capitalists <laughs> being dickheads. Literally nuns. Surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but I'm upset that they're being this transparent about it. Like... They, they're they not even waiting until they rip apart net neutrality to do this. They're like, oh, we'll be fine. It'll be good. That's why we shouldn't wait to rip them apart, slash thread. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, don't don't murder anyone, Connor. And when you do it, don't tell them that the Wheaton Entertainment Podcast <laughs> told you to do it. They don't like when you say that. Yeah, probably not. Sorry, we don't like it when you say that. Yeah. So uh, does anyone here have Verizon? I yep. do. And, and Verizon for my phone. Yeah, and, but and not have, for inter- general internet. Uh have either of you seen slowdowns uh for going to Netflix or anything like that? Or do you not watch Netflix on your phone? Yeah, yeah. I don't watch Netflix on my phone. I don't use it on my phone, yeah. It's all computer based. However, I will say that uh I've had a couple times where the video has paused for a second, and that never happens usually. Yeah. So that could it could just be a coincidence. It could be solar flares, who knows? But I had noticed that happen a few times, and I've got a pretty decent... I've got the uh, 75 up and down, so a decent connection. Yeah, that's a good... Uh, I wish I had 75 up. That'd be great for streaming. Man. Yeah, I don't know. On my phone, I don't do a whole terrible lot as far as streaming videos, but it's it's hard to tell for me whether my connection is being throttled or if it's just ba- a bad signal, because... The two places I spend my most the mo- most of my time, work and my house, both have really crappy signal. Well, and and you probably work in a uh, soundproof room. Yeah, uh, I mean it's acoustically treated, so yeah. I mean when I'm in, especially when I'm in when I'm in the control room, I have no I have no signal. I, I can't call anyone from in there. Yeah, it's just a very dense space that your your cell phone yeah. just can't get. But yeah, yeah this is. This is exactly why people were saying uh, we need net, net neutrality so that Verizon can't do stuff like this. And even yeah. before they get rid of the net neutrality laws, they're trying to – they're already throttling because they know that uh, the, F, the current FCC isn't going to do anything to them, which – And it's, it's very – sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say it's it's awful. I mean – Imagine if they started going after everyone who spoke out against net neutrality. And they just, yeah. they're like, oh, you only get a one meg connection to com, And the, then I wouldn't be able to do anything because I'm the only one that goes to com. But that would be okay. That'd be, that'd be all right. Nobody goes there anyway. But that would make it so other news sites, uh, you know, Gizmodo, uh, in gadget stuff like that wouldn't be able to be reached, even though ironically enough, in gadget is owned by Verizon for some reason. But they still speak out the spice against spice must flow. 
Yeah, they still speak out against the uh, the FCC, surprisingly. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not very happy about this, and hopefully they, uh, the amount of complaints that the FCC has got will actually affect their decision, but I'm going to imagine probably not, as with most things in politics. Well, the good news is politics are currently moving at a speed of molasses and nothing's getting done at all, which I'm counting as like a blessing in disguise, which Mm -hmm. is, uh, wow. The fact that I just uttered that sentence is part of why I drink, but only part, but you know, my, my hope is that this stalls out like so many of the other horrible things that have been proposed have. And it's very frustrating to me because one of the reasons I have Verizon is because I used to have Comcast and they, fully throttle your connection especially if you were downloading things from torrent sites they would cut you off from everybody and unless you had a super good connection to some torrent and downloaded it within about a minute or two you had no chance yeah and And that was awful legal illegal didn't matter what you were downloading that's they they detected that's how you're getting it they throttled you so if it was a peer-to-peer connection they would throttle it exactly the and moment Verizon went into my neighborhood, switched. So what about, um, I'm just trying to think, what about like video games? Because a lot of video games use peer-to-peer connections. This was early enough. I don't think I had an Xbox yet. I don't think I had a 360. And that's the first time I did online gaming. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, before that, I'd done a bit on like the Dreamcast, but that was all 56K. Right. Uh, so when I... When I got Verizon, part of the appeal was, oh, now I'll play video games online, too. And then I think that following fall, I bought an Xbox 360. You didn't get the uh, broadband adapter for the Dreamcast? No, I didn't have the money back then. And what's funny is I have the money even less now because they've shot up in price so much. Oh, did they? Did they? I didn't oh, they know. Go, uh, like, Some people just got to get their fantasy star in, man. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Roboto 19XX is a uh, level 27 ranger and will not be stopped. So, you know, the good thing is you can actually get a Raspberry Pi. You can also do it with a computer, but you can get a Raspberry Pi and turn it into what's called a Dream Pi and basically host your own uh, Fantasy Star Online server. That's pretty far out. However, uh, you say this to me, and I'm a Mac person. Oh, that's right. That's he right. had one chance and he blew it. Uh, oh man! <laughs> not re- not returning next week or ever again, Earl Grid. <laughs> For the first and final time. Hey, Earl is point. an Apple guy. Uh, he has an iPhone. Uh, he doesn't. I don't think he likes Mac computers, but he he does have an iPhone. I've I've just been using them for a while because back in college. What I was studying for, uh, Macs were the industry standard, especially back then. So graphic design? And, uh, film. Oh, okay. Film uh, right. editing and stuff. So, you know, of course, of a similar color. But, you know, I just got used to them. And at the same time, Apple sort of developed their own little ecosystem of products. And I just went with them. It's not that I have anything against Linux or, well, I guess a little bit against Windows, but not anything against other operating systems. It's just that in the time that I've used these, I have not kept up with the other aspects of computing. Yeah. So, so the, the Raspberry Pi, it runs on a Linux operating system. Mm-hmm. So you can do, basically all you do is you grab a, uh, 
SD card and you format whatever Raspbian or or RetroPie thing you want on it, and you can do it from Windows or Linux or Windows or Mac, and then okay. pop and then you just pop that into the SD card into your uh, Raspberry Pi, and then you there's like a little bit of a convoluted thing where you have to hook up uh, a little adapter to your Raspberry Pi that then allows you to plug a normal phone line into it and then plug the that phone line into your uh, Dreamcast and it turns it into uh, online Dreamcast. And so you're able to huh. play games like Fantasy Star. It, it sounds pretty interesting. I know there's some stuff that I've wanted to do with a Raspberry Pi for some of my uh, arcade boards that I use. Oh. Sort of do net booting. My, uh, my friend James, actually, he has a... He's made his own uh, arcade cabinets out of the Raspberry Pi. Oh, nice! Using like MAME and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he has like he's and he's wired up the controller, like the little control pad on front. He has they're called half cabinets, so they're tiny cabinets that sit on a okay. a desk or something like that. Hmm. And they're pretty neat. I I think he he likes aiming for the older games, so like pac-man and dig dug and stuff like that once you sure. get into the 90s he's like uh-uh nope can't do it not gonna <laughs> put it on there so that's the one annoying thing about his cabinets is they he only has like four buttons on it so you can't even play some fighting games yeah. and stuff like Street that fighters yeah. yeah yeah but you got all those snk fighters you can play that's true he can play king uh, of fighters 94 through 2003 what about uh samurai showdown yeah, those? that's yeah. yeah. As long as they're on the MVS standard, I'm I, looking at my copy of uh, Samurai Showdown for uh, Neo Geo right now. Yeah, and they're releasing those on the Switch, which you can play yeah, them saw on the that. Switch. So, yeah. so Connor can get them and play them on the Switch. Totally, eh, probably not. Have you ever? You're young, and you probably haven't played those, have you? I'm just one of them young little millennial kids. No, yeah. I'm not. Before we before we move on. I do want to say I like that Earl is using his his film knowledge in his, as being a flight attendant. I am. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I sometimes I Snapchat so, from the plane. Oh, oh, good. So, so question: how, how did you go from learning film to being a flight attendant? Well, I gradu- graduated in the year of our Lord two thousand nine. Which oh, good. Okay, I see. I see. <laughs> to enter the workforce. <laughs> yeah. So, long story short, I wanted health insurance, and uh, there's an airport nearby my house. And I was like, I bet airline companies give you health insurance. So, I got hired by the first one that would hire me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was six years ago. Yeah. So, well, 2009. Oh, you must have started in 2009. Well, yeah. It, no, yeah. In 2009, I, I worked at like a portrait studio. And then I was a host at a fondue restaurant, you know, just to make ends meet and all that. Yeah. I, uh, I had similar things. I, I graduated high school in, uh, 2005 and then worked. Okay. Yeah. Same. And, yeah. And then worked for a couple of years and decided, eh, screw this. And, and so I worked through the, re- or I, I went to school through the recession and then, uh, the recession was still going on after I was done with school, and I was like, ah, I think I'll go work at a cell phone company as 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 uh, support for the cell phones because I can't find another job. So I did the same thing, 
you need health insurance and uh, they're willing to give it to you. So Exactly. All right, let's move on to the Nintendo Switch. Have anybody so we have three people in here who has the have the Nintendo Switch. Have any of you had problems with your battery life? Nope, but I don't think I've had it long enough to really have any impact on that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh what about you, uh Earl? I don't have a Switch. Oh, I thought you did. You have a Vita. That's what you have. I've I've a Vita. Get a Switch. I'd like to. I have I've I'm yet to see a one for sale. Oh, see, I I pre-ordered mine. I got it the day it released. I thought about doing that, but I was like, eh. I wasn't, I wasn't totally sold on the games that were out for it at that point. Oh, so. right. Well, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, so. I just didn't want to pay five hundred dollars to play Zelda. It's only three hundred dollars for the Switch, though. Right, but then I would have needed to buy a Zelda and a controller and like a charging stand. You know. Well, the charging I could stand see it getting the charging stand comes with it. Okay. Yeah, so uh, what you get in the package is you get the two Joy-Cons, you get the little grip thing for your Joy-Cons, you get the charging stand, and then you get the the charging cable, which is just a USB 3.0 cable. Okay. With the, like, the voltage on it is really weird, but... Um, I, know, I know that if you plug a switch into a MacBook, it will charge the MacBook. Yes, yes. <laughs> I... I'm not sure why they they designed it that way. It's a little weird, no but um, and they're also they're coming out with third party. Nyko, I believe, is coming out with a third party charging stand for the That's Nintendo nice. Switch. So that would be nice because they're like sixty or eighty dollars if you buy them from Nintendo. Wait, yeah, expensive. like I I go to Best Buy occasionally and see if they have them because I have a Best Buy card that I never use. So my thought is I'll just use it for the first time in a couple of years and buy a switch, but I'm yet to see them. Huh? Well, yeah. you'll find one eventually. But I do see them on the planes relatively often. Oh, People bring that's them what, on the airplanes. Uh, use your powers and be like, we need to confiscate that. Um, it's bigger than a <laughs> normal phone and it might explode. So we have to confiscate that. Sorry. And just take yeah, it I'll from just- that oh, child Samsung switches, isn't it? I can't have that on my plane. And then and then <laughs> steal it and then play it in the back and be like, I need to play Zelda. Sorry, kid, I'm overriding your save. <laughs> I'm gonna learn to cook. <laughs> Actually, the cooking isn't too bad in that game. It's just it's time consuming. It's annoying. Oh well. So but at least you can skip the animations after the first time. That's true. That you can do enough. Yeah, Connor would know. Because you still have another, like, second and a half of just standing there twiddling your thumbs, even if you skip it. Yeah. Anyway, so the story that we're bringing up here today is that the Nintendo Switch has been had some weird battery issues where it it's saying low battery all the time, basically, and charging it up will only give it, like, five minutes of battery life. and Or, or at least that's what the indicator says. And so their Nintendo's solution is to drain it all the way and then charge it all the way, and that should fix it. And if it doesn't do that, you have to do it or if it doesn't fix it, you have to fix you have to do that up to six times. And honestly, it sounds stupid, but that that's it's that way for a lot of devices like laptops. 
I've noticed laptops will do that, and if you just let them drain and then recharge them, it the indicator will be normal. Same thing with uh, Android phones. I don't know about iPhones, but Android phones will do the same thing as well. So that's why I was asking if either one of you had had battery issues with your Switch. Except for Earl doesn't have one, so just Connor. Just Connor having battery issues with his Switch. I have not. I have had battery issues with my Samsung, though. So, uh, you know, screw you, Samsung. <laughs> uh, is it a Note 6? Uh, no, or it's Note a 7. Galaxy, Galaxy S6. Oh, okay. Uh, how old is it? That's probably a couple years old. It might just be the battery just might be going out on you. Yeah, it's almost certainly that, but like... The, the whole thing, the whole experience of owning this phone has definitely sworn me off Samsung phones. Oh, really? It's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have the Pixel phone, and it's great. Yep. Uh, how's, how's those payments to a row going? They're going well. Uh, I owe them $300 now. Hmm, good. Yeah. Well, if you need any more money, you know, just assume your usual position. I'm sure someone will come to the bathroom stall. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's, that's, how, that's how I earn my money. <laughs> Go off and man your post. I don't fix computers for a living. I I do gay sex. That's how I make my money. <laughs> I never said it was gay. You assumed that. Not <laughs> the record show. Oh, okay. Hey, you said man your post, not post your man. Oh, okay. That. No. Anyway, let's move on. And we're going to talk about some drama. And then we're going to yeah. talk about an awesome thing. So drama and then awesome and then we're done. So, people know about The Completionist, The Completionist, uh, Gerard Khalil. Nick Lotus knows him. She actually met him and did an interview with him. She said he's very cuddly. Yes, I did. He's, he's super, he's exactly as cuddly as he looks. Oh, okay. And he, and, and he hugged me twice, and he oh. took a selfie with me. That's cool. You're very excited <laughs> and fangirling over here. It, 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 inwardly fangirling basically the entire time he was at the station. I, I'm surprised <laughs> you weren't out girl, out, outwardly fangirling. I had to keep up my professional demeanor to a certain extent. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, a few years ago, and I've always I've always wondered this: uh, what happened with uh, Greg Wilmot, who was uh, basically his co-star? It was, uh, from what I understand, uh, Gerard and and Greg started The Completionist together, and he, I guess, they had some spat. They had they had an argument. And or probably a lot of arguments, and Greg left the show. Yep. Well, Greg has since um, contacted Gerard Khalil. Let me look this up. Uh, but anyway, it's since then Greg left the show. What in twenty fifteen did he leave the show after about one hundred twenty episodes of the yeah, completion? Yeah, something about that. Something and around there. So. Greg has asked that Gerard take all the videos featuring him down from that one video gamer or uh, the completionist. So all the completionist videos, all the defendants, uh, whatever. All the beard bros he was on too. All the beard bros he was on. Anything that had Greg in it, they want taken down or he wants taken down. Yeah. Uh, and and I think, I think he's, I think, I don't know if it was exactly that wording but he kind of at least implied that legal action will no, be taken no, no, if no. these videos aren't aren't taken down. Let, let me. I'm going to read through or, this tweet. So, so Greg actually posted the email that he sent to Gerard. 
Okay. So it says, uh, you know, to Gerard and and his wife or girlfriend ja- or sister. I don't fucking know. Jackie. Ja- no, it's it's Jacques. It's his brother. Jacques. Oh, okay. Oh my god, so, that's hilarious. So the re- <laughs> so the reason why I said that is because I know a girl named Jackie that has her name spelled like that. Yeah, I've seen it spelled like that for women. Okay, so Jacques. So Gerard and Jacques Khalil, they're brothers. Uh, it's been over two years since my unlawful removal from that one video entertainment LLC. You have had sufficient time to build a new base for your channel that we created in the beginning. Uh, removal of all my episodes and media that featured me would have killed the channel. Uh, my aim is not to harm your financial well-being. As a creative, I do not wish to be represented represented by Something I no longer have control of. I never gave my permission to that one video entertainment LLC to use my likeness. Consider this my formal notice that that one video gamer. Uh, let me give me just a second here. All forms of my likeness, visual, vocal, written, etc. In any form of media, especially video uh, or specifically video controlled by that one video gamer LLC, uh, including but not limited to all YouTube channels. Social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, etc., and websites uh, must be removed by no later than two weeks from today, May 24th, 2017. Failure to meet this deadline will incur further legal recourse, deadline June 7th, 2017. So, obviously, that's way gone. That's I guess that there was some sort of extension happening or maybe maybe he recorded this maybe Gerard recorded this video in advance and it's just now coming out like maybe they had some sort of agreement about when he would announce this yeah and so well well Gerard actually said in his video that he messaged Greg back and Greg did not reply Right. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. So yeah, he did say that. Yeah. And so I don't, so from the sounds of that, it sounds to me like Greg, they haven't had a discussion about that. And Gerard's just like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to make this video and we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll do what we need to do. But in my opinion, I'm not a legal expert, but I'm going to imagine that Greg has no legal right to do this. Because he said he, in the thing, he said he never gave permission to use this, use his likeness. He said, I never gave my permission to use the likeness in any of the videos, but he totally did. There were a hundred. By being in the videos. By being in the videos, by willing to read through the scripts with Gerard, that gives permission. That, I mean, it, it doesn't, it does imply it. It doesn't look good for, for that particular case. And I so. I mean, depending on how good a lawyer he has, it <clears throat> might not matter. Right. I'm going to imagine Gerard has a better lawyer. But, probably. And um, he's probably affiliated with some sort of channel, right? Like, don't these guys usually work with other companies? Well, Gerard... Well, Ger- Gerard is part of Normal Boots, which is a multi-channel network. But okay. I, don't, I don't know if that would give him but, any further... Any sort of other bargaining chips or anything. No, I would just imagine that that company probably has some sort of lawyer on retainer or an associated lawyer that they would use. Yeah. Then again, there are several different kinds of lawyers. I, I don't know. And so, I have a feeling that all that if any of this comes up with any of the other normal boots guys, that they're going to support Gerard. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I would do in this situation, and then we'll and then we'll talk about what Gerard is actually doing. But what I would do in this situation is, I'm a little bit more combative, it seems, and I would basically tell him to fuck off 
and that we'll see him in court. Because th- honestly, if this went to court and they're like, okay, so you participated in 120 videos, but yet you're claiming that you never gave permission to use my your likeness, that's retarded, and it would get thrown out of court. Um, but Gerard seems a lot nicer than I am, and he is going to uh, submit to the demands of Greg and take down all 120 videos of the completionist, um, all the Beard Bros videos, and all that that Greg was in. And he is uh, apparently insane, so he's going to take all 120 of those videos that he did and re-complete the games. Well, that rules. With new videos and everything, yeah. all the way from the ground up. And he's going to stream uh, his gameplay sessions for these games. Yeah. Kind of genius. He's going to make tons of money off of that. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. I think it's brilliant. He's, I, he's, he's, he's basically rising from the ashes of this thing. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. I can, I no, can, go ahead. He's like I a can, phoenix yeah, rising can, from Arizona. Exactly. I could gush all day. It's, I mean, as honestly, as, as a content creator myself, I think it's really inspiring that he's taking this adversity and turning it into a way to make his channel bigger and better and to show his audience how committed he is to what he does. Yeah, he's and at the same time he's kind of subtly giving Greg the finger. Oh yeah, it's oh yeah. While yeah. also he's just kind of hitting the ground with a newfound ambition, and it's it's really inspiring, and I'm excited about watching him do this personally. So my From, thing, uh, you go on, Earl. You've been trying to say something. No, no, it's all right. Um, from my perspective, it. It, it really seems like he's going to come out on top here, not only because he gets to have all these new videos, all this new content that will, I'm sure, result in, in a lot more ad revenue and a lot more fans. Also, let's not kid ourselves. All those videos that got taken down, I'd, I'd put 10 bucks down right now that if they've already been taken down, they've already been re-uploaded. Those are all over YouTube. So those are oh, they're that's not, part people, of... People so, recorded them and they and they're just going to upload them on their own channels. So the guy's stuff isn't so, going to go away. So it's part- the internet. So part of what uh, Gerard was saying was that um, in the video, if you watch the video, he says, I don't want you to repost these videos, but he's going to keep the videos up for 30 days and from when he made that video, so a couple weeks ago. So he keep it up for 30 days, all the those old 120 videos. In the meantime... If somebody wants to download all the videos and then put them on a torrent, they can do that. If Fantastic. if they want to go and yep. they want to release them as downloads online or share them with their friends or burn them to DVDs or Blu-rays and hand them to their friends, that's fine. But he, if he sees that somebody is uploading his videos onto YouTube, he will have to go and, and give it a strike, basically. Okay. So well, good on him. That's incredibly awesome of him to do. Yeah, yeah. So and he said also, and he said also, you could still. He said also, I think that you can also still use and remix the clips for like best of compilations and stuff. But it has to be modified in some way where you actually are, you know, creating a different work out of it rather sure. than just reposting the original video uncut. Right. So, and another thing to to go along with his redoing all this all the videos and streaming and being pretty much insane is I can barely get one video done every seven months. 
and it is not as high quality as his videos. I went to film school and I've never even made a YouTube video. <laughs> like I play video games for fun all the time and have camera equipment and I've never made one. So you're doing better than I am. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but his, so he already does four videos a month. Uh, every Friday he releases a video. Sometimes as he, he actually, I went to a panel and uh, at Portland Retro Gaming Expo and he was talking about how you ever notice that sometimes he does a, uh, uh, like a top 10 video. Uh, that's that's the weeks that he wasn't able to complete the game. And so he needed another couple huh. days to beat it. Uh, so anyway, he's now doing six. He's going to do four new completionist, completionist episodes every month, plus two of the old videos getting done. Wow. Every month. So that's six videos where he has to complete a, a video game every week. Or less than a week to complete the games. Which you would think that the older videos would be a little easier because he's already played through the games. But yeah. I I want to say, like, Skyrim's in there. <laughs> so he's going yeah. to have to... <laughs> yeah. So he's going to have to recomplete Skyrim and a lot of those old video games. Like, I think Secret of Mana was another one. Like, just a lot of old, old games. That. And that's not kind of the that's not kind of the fact that like how many times have you played a game or you know beaten a boss where you're like that was by the skin of my teeth I don't know if I could replicate that I got lucky you yeah know? Um, and all this is on top of he has multiple channels he's got his personal channel he's got super beard bros and he has that one video gamer yeah I'm I am not I mean I'm envious of his uh, YouTube popularity but. He's definitely worked hard to get where he's at. So Absolutely. Um kudos to him for for finding a, a solution that I wouldn't have come up with. My my idea would be like, I'm not doing a hundred those hundred and twenty fucking episodes again. Fuck that noise. Uh but he apparently is willing to put in the effort to do it, and that's awesome. So um I, I the only thing I'm sad about on this is I actually I liked Greg on The Completionist. I thought that his personality was funny. Um, I, I actually, I liked him. He, uh, he was, there was The Completionist, and then his name was dubbed The Mediocrist. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, I relate to that guy. Um, but apparently behind the scenes, at least from what this is, telling me and looking at this tweet um he seems like kind of a douche greg does so i don't know what he still neither one of them have come out and said exactly what happened but yeah i mean yeah neither one of them has 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 given any details out but the fact that we that nobody really knows the details of the conflict i think with with the way Gerard is handling this, he's definitely coming out looking like the more mature one. Yeah. The good thing is that you'll never see something like this happen at Reet Entertainment because everyone that's at Reet Entertainment that's on the podcast or I allow <clears throat> I allow to post online, um, we're all lazy and too <laughs> we're too laid back to get into arguments about stuff like that. So 
um, that's that's always good because I I kind of surround myself with people who aren't gonna like get into arguments over little things like how how the site is ran or how the YouTube videos are doing. So it's maybe gotta be, it's got to be heartbreaking to lose a friendship like that on top of everything else. Yeah. 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 And that's and that's another thing like I was and I posted in the video or or in the comment section on the video like I at one point there was a a, a scene that it looked like Greg might have come back for like the 300th or 400th episode or something like that. And a lot of people in the comment section were like, "Oh man, this looked like Greg was going to be back at least for one episode." Which I would have liked Greg to come back for an episode to kind of show that even if they weren't like the closest of friends, that they kind of amended their friendship because it's been two and a half years. Yeah. Sure. So that's a long time to hold a grudge. I, I can barely hold a grudge for like 24 hours. So um, I don't know what happened. It must have been a serious thing. At least one of them thought it was super serious. And so... Uh, it sucks, but it looks like Greg is never coming back to the completionist. So, uh, good luck, Gerard, on getting friggin' 120 extra episodes done. That's yeah, I will be watching every single one because, like I, I said, this is inspirational to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go subscribe to this guy now. <laughs> yes, all right, see, we sweet. <laughs> You're welcome, Gerard. I yeah. was almost, <laughs> I was only peripherally aware of him until the podcast from a few weeks ago where uh you're talking about meeting him and i was yeah. like oh okay so yeah. and you can he listen has you, he has you to thank for a new subscriber yeah. and Yay. and um you can listen to the uh npr interview with him on nick lotus's channel yeah actually yes uh it's the uh well the shorter there's a link to the radio edited version in the description of the video but the video on my channel is the mostly uncut version very minimal edits like you know i kind of cut out the sound check at the beginning and like in the middle where i stopped to talk to the engineer in the booth but other than that like i didn't cut any of his answers at all so i'll have to check that out as well yeah, that was right before he went to Evo. The, the Yeah, yeah, he was in town for Evo. And and no, as soon as this video came out, I was like, man, why couldn't all of this stuff come out before he came to Evo? That would have been some really juicy stuff to talk about. I on I was hoping you'd ask about Greg, but I I thought it was a little I thought it was too sensitive a subject, especially since most of the people who listen to my station have no idea who Gerard is, much less Greg. That's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, when I saw the future of the channel thing, I thought he was done. Quitting. Or, yeah. 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 It was, yeah, yeah the intro the made it sound like he was going to quit YouTube. It was scary. Yeah. I was minute. like, oh, oh, shoot. But or or that he was going to limit the videos to like twice a month or something, because that would make sense. He's completing. He's 100 percenting a game every week. And if he came out and was like, all right, guys, I haven't slept in three years. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm gonna do a video every other week, and I would've been like, "Yeah, that's cool. I totally get that." But um, no, he's he's upping the amount of videos he's making because he's insane. Yeah. Anyway, and that Gerard's and Gerard's girlfriend actually tweeted about that and said something to the effect of, "Well, yeah, you know, with 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 Jay increasing his workload, I'm gonna be a lot more lonely. If you're in LA, hit me up. So if you're in LA <laughs> looking for someone cool to hang out with, Amanda Flag, <laughs> Gerard's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, like he he at least he has a very very 
supportive girlfriend. Yeah, because she's like cool. I've had um I've had girlfriends that do not like that I stream or play video games or make YouTube videos. And uh so you know, I'll be like, "Hey, sorry, I can't do this. I'm streaming or or I'm I'm making a YouTube video." And I've been dumped because of it. So it's it's awesome because he's got to spend all of his time playing games. Like yeah. I think for Hyrule Warriors, he spent over 200 hours in two weeks playing Hyrule Warriors. Wasn't so, it when was it when, yeah. when he did his Breath of the Wild episode? Wasn't that the one where where there's part of the dialogue where Gerard is telling somebody break up with my girlfriend for me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so let's move on to something less dramatic, but also awesome. Um, before we do that, we're, we're talking about the all controller. Aroa wasn't able to make it today, but he did write a statement. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll... We have an official Aroa statement. <laughs> we have an official Aroa statement because he wasn't able to make it today. And he said, um, Verizon is a cunt. <laughs> Wisconsin company is based. I don't know what that means. And I'm super jelly. Um, also super happy it's getting a lot of coverage because it means transhumanism. It's going to be shown uh, to more people. Uh, the switch battery thing is weird, but okay. The controller sounds like it's ripe for either getting sued by a console company or just not working right. That said, it sounds cool as fuck. So, the all controller is one that is supposed to be compatible with almost every console. Um, it's not going to go back all the way to PlayStation or, uh, you know, the Atari NES days. Yeah, it's not going to do that, but. It will have the ability to play, I think, once 11 consoles on there. And that would be awesome because I have been asking for this for years. If you click on the link below, it takes you to the Kickstarter page, which is which has already made $121,000 of its $59,295 goal. Wow. Why didn't they just round up to $60,000? Transparency. Maybe, yeah. So it should support, what they want it to support is, I'm trying to find the list of it. Uh, the All Controller can be connected to PC, Mac, Linux, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Android, and iOS. So that's nine. I think there was a there was a couple more. Yeah, it says with the ability to seamlessly switch between eleven USB drivers and seven Bluetooth drivers, the All Controller All Controller is the world's most versatile gamepad. Uh, with the Xbox One and PlayStation Four versions, you will have to get a dongle that will plug into those. Which would kind of suck because you're you're then un like if you have both, which I have both, you'll have to unplug from your Xbox One and plug it into your PS4. But that's not too terribly bad. Couldn't you just buy two dongles? Um, if they're not possibly. super expensive, uh, yeah. they're not they're not super expensive. They are. It looks like thirty bucks. Mm. So what this but then is? You buy you buy two dongles. That's the price of a whole controller. That's tr well. The let's let's go through the rewards. So twenty dollars, uh, Canadian. Twenty dollars Canadian. You get a T-shirt. 
for $55, you get the early bird special, with, which is a wired all controller. Uh, and it contains all the profiles, USB drivers, Bluetooth, uh, no, no wireless or Bluetooth compatibility, but you should be able to plug, like you just take the controller and plug it into your Xbox one or PS4 and you're able to control it that way. The wired all controller by itself is $65 without the early bird special. The wireless all controller for the early bird special is $70 Canadian. Uh, $80 normally, which they are sold out of the wireless all controller early bird special. So you have to buy the $80 wireless all controller. The wired all controller plus USB dongle, um, which I don't get. So apparently you need the USB dongle even if you don't have the wireless controller. Anyway. Uh, USB dongle is compatible with Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, and PS4. That's $100. The wireless all-controller USB dongle plus USB dongle is $110 Canadian if you order the early bird special, but that's sold out, so it's $120. Um, $110, you get a wireless... Another one is $110. That's wireless all-controller plus cell phone holder. For some reason. Hmm. Uh, it says adjustable phone clip enables you to securely mount any smartphone wider than six centimeters to your all controller. So if you want to use a controller to play mobile games or. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. So you put it, you're right. So you put it on it and then it goes on top of it and you're able to play it with Android or iOS. Hmm. Makes makes more sense than I'm like, you're just getting like a belt clip? Um, the early bird special with wireless all controller, cell phone holder, and USB dongles, $130 Canadian. Uh, comes with everything, basically, without the t-shirt, I don't think. And that's $130. That same package is $150 if you missed the early bird special, which you did because it's sold out. So, oh well. Uh, they do have some stretch goals. If they meet $1 million Canadian, uh, they're going to put an accelerometer and gyroscope in it, and it can be activated from the LCD and tuned through the LCD with sensitivity settings. For $2 million, you get the Xbox layout, which would be awesome because uh, right now the all controller is in kind of a PlayStation layout where the the sticks are underneath and they're parallel to each other i prefer the xbox layout myself and that's if they meet the two million dollar goal uh for three million dollars they're gonna do a memory expansion the all controller currently has enough memory to set up 16 profiles but the stretch goal will let it store up to 128 profiles which means it doesn't have very much memory on it the four million dollar goal is custom colors, you so you can get colors other than black. And if they get six million dollars Canadian, um, they're gonna double the battery to two thousand milliamp hours, and that's eighty hours. So right now, it should have forty hours of game time. So, I've been asking for an all controller for a long time because I have 
about a billion controllers at my house. Roughly. Roughly a billion. And having a controller, yes, as Nick Lotus stated, if you buy the buy the controller, the two dongles, they're going to cost as much as a controller. But if you pay $120 for this one controller, theoretically, you should be able to play it on every new console that you have. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys think about this? It's already reached its goal. It's already going to happen. Um, and I mean, they might just be a scammer. They might run away with the money, but we don't know. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they do not run away with the money. So I think it's a great idea. I hope it does well. Me too. Would yeah. he, would I any mean, of you be, I'll definitely any, buy him. Yeah. Go ahead. That's what I was going to ask. Would any of you be interested in buying it? If See, I've been telling you guys for a while, there already exist adapters for this sort of thing. Like, back when I used to work at a video game lab, people had these things. They want to play with their controllers, they'd plug in their connector to the adapter, the adapter to the console, and they could do whatever they wanted. Yes, but... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this with a but. Then you have to buy a bunch of dongles. With this... You just get so with this, you just get the one dongle that plugs into the Xbox and the PlayStation 4, and then theoretically is able to go between any of the other consoles or PC or uh, iOS or Android. So, um, like I know what you're talking about, they have adapters where you can plug in, you plug in the adapter, and then you're able to plug in a PlayStation controller into your GameCube, but. With this one, you won't have to have all of those adapters laying around. You just have the one controller and the one dongle. So, would you buy that, Connor? Now that you're you're talking shit about it, <laughs> as a PC gamer and I guess a Switch gamer as well. Now, no. Why not? Because I got my sword and board, my keyboard and mouse. So, think about it this way, though. You have your Switch. Do you have a Pro Controller? No. Okay. So, let's say you wanted to buy a Pro Controller. And you have... it's A Pro Controller is $70. You can actually get the All Controller for... What is it? $65? You can get it cheaper than you can the Pro Controller for the Nintendo Switch. So at that point, if you were considering buying that and you had the option between the all controller and the pro controller for the uh, the Switch, would you still buy just the pro controller for the Switch? I mean, because it's cheaper, I could consider it, but I just want to be sure, you know, 100% we're getting all the features yeah. of well, one controller and both. Yeah. You know, specifically just because the Switch is such an outlet for customizability. I'm in before and that there's going to be different kind of things that you can click in on there. It's just it's crying to, and that seems like such a Nintendo thing to do. Well, also the um, the Pro Controller I think has a lot of features that the Joy Cons don't. So, um, you would have to use the Joy Con for a lot of those features that Nintendo Switch is going to put on there, which you already have Joy Cons. Mm -hmm. But with with the uh, with the All Controller, you could also plug it into your PC, which I know that you can plug. Uh, the Pro Controllers onto your PC, but it's a little wonky. I, at least it was with the Wii U. 
Like with my Wii U, I had to get uh, I had to get a dongle to plug it to plug in so I could use wireless on my PC with my Switch. Sorry, Wii U, not Switch. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Dongle. <laughs> you know, I, there was another story I was going to put in here, but I, I took it out. It was the funniest words as rated by scientists. <laughs> Dongle's got to be up there. Dongle's no, hilarious. It, it wasn't on there. the The funniest word was booty, and I was like, "No, dongle's Ooh, no. way funnier than booty." So, <laughs> I I, scra- I uh, scrapped that idea because it wasn't funny enough. But um, let's see. Do I still have that? No, I don't That's have it. I'm just curious. Yeah, you can look it up. I, I know that booty and booby. We're on there, <laughs> which, <course>. which I mean, <laughs> boobies. Yeah, like booby. I could see, um, and then they had bunghole on there. No, no, unfortunately not. But they did have. They had the opposite. So it said, uh, "What's the funniest word?" And then on the what's the polar? What's the opposite? What gives you the same reaction but only negative? So booty was yeah, booty was number one, and the negative connotation was rape. Oh, yeah, yeah, those are kind of polar opposites. <laughs> well, that took a turn. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, let's, let's not talk about this story." Anyway, yeah. um, that's that's going to be our podcast. Actually, I've got to go and get ready for a uh, an interview. I've got to do in an hour. Oh yeah, that's right. We're doing that yes. thing, aren't we? Attack yeah. of opportunity. Yeah. So anyway, uh, thank you for being here, guys. Where can we find you online, Connor? Uh, the Cyberpunk Buck on Twitter. That's kind of all I'm doing right now. I'm probably going to be creating content one day. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything, but I thought maybe I'd surprise Reeton. I finally reinstalled Master X Master. I'm going to get some get some quality recording time in, re-record some footage I made once that got corrupted, just like my speech and my ability to talk. So maybe like in a month or two when I don't hate myself, You'll see a video. I expect this Maybe. level of less this level of quality on your video. Good, good. It's probably what you're gonna get. Yeah, it's gonna be like a PowerPoint presentation that <laughs> ends with "I hope you like my presentation." Good, good. And where can we find you, uh, Nicolotis? I am Nick Lotus Plays on Facebook and YouTube, and I'm Nick Lotus on Tumblr and Twitter. Okay, and you don't do any streaming. No, not yet. I haven't, I haven't worked up the nerve to try that yet. <laughs> you, so tell me this. You work in public radio. Yes. Which theoretically is listened to by thousands of people, if yes. not millions. I was going to say a bit more than thousands, I would think. Well, it, it dep- it's in her area, so it's not... For, for the market, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the last count that I heard was we have 150,000 people who listen every week. Huh, yeah. I think Vegas would be bigger. You would think. but So so you're okay with that, with, with speaking in front of 150,000 people. But yeah, yet, I, I, I'm, I, I talk, I talk great when I don't have to play a video game at the same time. Oh, oh, right, because I, I have seen your game playing skills firsthand. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> but it's I'm okay. Kinda... I'm terrible at video games too. So, um... say, I'm sure this is really encouraging her. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. You're never gonna make no. Um, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So do streaming sometime. It'll be fun. And who cares if, if you're not doing well? You you still put out videos. It's fun. So anyway, uh, Earl, where can we find you if you want people to find you? I can be found on Twitter at E-A-R-L-G-R-A-Y-T-H-I-R-D, Earl Gray Third. My name just spelled out. I uh, tweet on occasion. I can also be found on Instagram at E-A-R-L-T-H-I-R-D, where I post pictures of my favorite records and video games, and I write little mini essays about them sometimes. That's just Earl Third on, on Instagram. Earl Third on Instagram, yeah. Um, and that's it? Those, those two places? I am a man of very little ambition. Okay, good. That's, that's not our tagline, but it's close. <laughs> Quantity is job one. So, uh, Nathan Reet Spruth, you can find me at Reeton. I'm Reeton everywhere. So if you look on Twitter for Reeton, you'll find me. If you look on Twitch for Reeton, you'll find me. I'm also that on Mixer. Um, Instagram is also Reeton. And then if you go to uh, youtube.com forward slash Reeton or youtube.com uh, forward slash Reeton Entertainment, you should find my YouTube page. So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm very consistent with all of my names, just like Earl, actually. So thank you for being here, guys. Uh, I'll talk to some of you, if not all of you, next week. Bye. Later. So uh, we watch anime. So we play League. We're just having fun. And we don't care who sees. 